a lot of the institutions will hopefully do an interest only or maybe defer some payments or move them to the end of the loan. But I really think it's important that landlords do work with their tenants as much as possible. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're gonna help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're gonna help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're gonna be allowed to focus on the things that are most important like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. My name is Theo Hicks, and today... We'll be speaking with Tim Carls. Tim, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. And thanks for joining us and being willing to talk about what everyone's talking about, which is the coronavirus. So today we're going to talk to Tim about how his business is being impacted by the coronavirus and just all things coronavirus. So before we get into that, a little bit about Tim. So he's the owner of Falls Real Estate, which owns and manages 15 to $20 million in commercial real estate. He has over nine years of experience in real estate investing based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You can say hi to him at FallsRE, that's F-A-L-L-S-R-E dot com. Tim, before we start talking about the coronavirus, do you mind telling us a little bit about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah, a little bit about myself. I am born and raised in South Dakota. I've been here my whole life and absolutely love it here. Our real estate is all focused in South Dakota as well. And right now, we're really kind of just focusing on potentially 
looking what we can do to improve our properties. It's really hard right now to look at investing in properties given the certain situation that we're all experiencing, but the labor force is looking for projects and for stuff to do. So how can we use that labor force often at a cheap rate to improve our properties and, and also try to help the economy and keep people in business? So right now it's kind of status quo on the investment properties, but how can we improve those? And of course, focus on how to collect the rent and and the best way to deal with people that might be put into a bad financial situation based on the virus. Perfect. Thanks for sharing that. So before we dive into more tactics, I wanted to set some more context. We don't understand what your portfolio is. So it's $20 million in commercial real estate. You want to kind of just walk us through how many properties that is, what they are, is it retail, office, medical, multifamily? That way we've got a little bit more context and I kind of hone in more specific questions. It's really just four large properties, mainly consisting of office space. You have some downtown, Sioux Falls is a metropolitan area, about 200,000 people. So it's not very big, but it's the largest in South Dakota. And we have some loft apartments. We also have some retail, some restaurants, and some event centers. So it's a mixture, probably about 75% office and 25% in that specialized retail and apartment and loft. So kind of a, a mix of basically everything. Perfect. So it says like your two main areas of focus right now are number one, on improving your existing properties, and then number two, making sure you're able to collect rent. So I actually haven't talked to anyone who, because most people I've talked to are just multifamily. So maybe we can focus on the rent collection part first. So obviously a lot of retail places are shut down because of these stay-at-home orders and the essential business orders and things like that. So maybe walk us through how you're approaching collecting rent on your retail property specifically. We're definitely working with our retailers. The PPP program that's come out has 75% to be used for payroll and 25% to be used towards rent and utilities. It's our focus to try to help as many small businesses in the retail sector succeed as much and long as possible, understanding that we have to keep the lights on and the building at working condition, even if we're not getting rent, and knowing that we have our own mortgage to pay. So what we've been doing is working on a case-by-case basis, giving these retailers some contacts in the banking world, the financial world to allow them to apply for the PPP. We're not really telling them that they should do it. We're saying, hey, you have to do this, especially if you cannot pay rent. And once they do apply for that PPP, I know the banks had kind of a hard time rolling it out. It sounds like we've already hit 250 billion out of the 350 allocated. And by Friday, that's going to be hit. So if these retailers did get their PPP in, they got funded. We're working with them on a case-to-case basis on how we can collect rent while they can utilize the ratios that the the SBA has allocated for how they can use those funds. If they haven't applied, we're telling them to apply. And if the funding does run out, we'll have to probably just defer the payments until they can get that PPP. If they're not going to apply for the PPP, then unfortunately, they're not going to try to help themselves. We'd probably just have to go through the legal realm of what happens when somebody doesn't pay rent? So we have to empathize with everybody. We have to try to help everybody as much as we can, but we have to also understand that we have our own investors and our own mortgage to, to pay. So how can we all work together as a team? And, and usually it is on a one-by-one case type thing. Thanks for sharing that. That makes a lot of sense. I know that PPP program is very helpful for a lot of people right now. 
What about office? So my wife works for a corporation who has an office in a downtown area and they're all working from home. I guess it depends on what type of renter you have, but I imagine it'd be a little bit different for an office. Most corporations can just work from home. The company's still making money. So that I'm, I'm assuming they can still pay rent, but obviously you would know more than me. So correct me if I'm wrong, if there are any problems with rent. So what type of things you're doing to collect rent on those office buildings? For the most part, every one of the office individuals has paid. And South Dakota, we're one of, I think, eight states that don't have a shelter-in-place order. Now, the city of Sioux Falls, I don't know if you just saw on the news, we have the Smithfield Pork Processing Plant, which has now become the number one hotspot for coronavirus source in the nation. So our mayor and the city council is trying to put together a stay-at-home shelter ordinance for the Sioux Falls City Ordinance. So the economy here was very strong. The offices that we rent out, those companies were all very strong. So I think in the short term, they all had cash reserves to pay for the rent. They too can apply for the PPP program. They don't rely on foot traffic nearly as much as the retail, the restaurants and bars and whatnot and event companies. But how this is different from the financial collapse is that every business is getting affected. Some of them are reaping the benefits, for example, exercise equipment, stay at home, beer sales, distribution sales, liquor sales are going through the roof. And you look at even smaller things such as planning events or weddings and all that stuff are going through. So there are some offices that might be semi-retail that are struggling, but I think overall they're going to be fine. They're probably not going to make nearly as much money, but I think that they're going to be fine given that they can also apply for the PPP and that it's not affecting them like some of these retails that literally overnight went from 100% full-blown, let's go balls of the wall to they lost 90% of their business in 12 hours. It's just crazy. No, yeah, totally. I figured that'd be the case where retail would be a little bit harder hit than office. And then, well, I guess depending on the retail too, because as you mentioned, if you were renting to a liquor store, then they probably have no issue. Maybe you can ask for a little bit more rent from them or something. <laughs> So something else you mentioned too that I really like, and it's funny, actually my mom was talking to us about this stuff, like, you know, what are you going to do during this time to improve and come up the other side better? And you mentioned that one of your focus, and obviously acquisitions are slowing down, what can you do to improve your existing portfolio? So you've got office, retail, apartments, you can either go one by one or just overall improvements you're making. Give us some examples of things that you're focusing on right now to improve your current portfolio. Like I said, we have some exercise rooms and facilities in some of our real estate and people are feeling uncomfortable going out to do exercise facilities that are off-site and they might even feel uncomfortable going here, but we do have our cleaners go in. So we've been buying new equipment. If there's some shoddy or old equipment, we've been replacing that. We've been looking at what type of things that will bring some more bang to the buck. So it literally could be just Simple things such as painting, things that you don't need to bring in a whole crew because keep in mind, we don't have that shelter in place quite yet. So businesses that are deemed non-essential still can come into work. So we are trying to keep our tenants as comfortable as possible by not bringing in a whole crew and demolishing and putting up new stuff. But if we can paint, replace countertops and replace flooring, elevator panels, the equipment rooms was a big one, and just stuff that will make a small difference and make the tenants maybe feel a little bit happier knowing that we're not bringing in a whole crew to do it and risk their health. And furthermore, there's people out there looking for work. I just had my HVAC system go out 
in my house and I called the HVAC company because 30, 28 degrees out at night. So we still needed some heat. And I had a guy come in 15 minutes and he basically just said, we're sitting on our butt. We're looking for work. If you need some stuff to get done, now is the time because we can probably get you a good deal, at least on the labor side of stuff. So I think it's those kind of improvements that you can look to do without jeopardizing much health for your tenants. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to mention as it relates to the coronavirus and your business you want to mention before we move into the lightning round? I don't think so. I think it's interesting because most financial institutions, when it comes to mortgages that are due, I think if you ask them and have good relationships with them and you are struggling with cash flow, that a lot of the institutions will hopefully do an interest only or maybe defer some payments or move them to the end of the loan. But I really think it's important that landlords do work with their tenants as much as possible. I see some tenant strikes going on in the bigger cities, but I also see some landlords that send out unreasonable letters to their tenants. And I just hope that as Americans in a bigger picture that we know that we're all struggling. So how can we help each other and what can we do? And on the residential side, I think the government is taking care of most people, whether you agree with it or not. But with that being said, there's still going to be sole or independent contractors or people that own small businesses that haven't got the PPP or just they're a seasonal business and they can't get what they need that are still going to need to be worked with. So I just hope that other landlords have the passion to work with these tenants, but I also hope the tenants don't go as far as doing a tenant strike and hurting landlords that are are providing housing and trying to help people with their businesses and and stuff like that. So that's really all I had to say, and hopefully we can get through this together. Absolutely. Okay, ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, sir. Okay, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com and there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Okay, what is the best ever book you've recently read? There's a book called The Richest Man in Town. It's actually written by a guy from Brookings, South Dakota, and it talks about an individual that worked at Walmart his whole life who absolutely wasn't rich, but had the best personality and it's, it's changed my life and tried to make me look and be more humble. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Probably go camping for a month and just let my mind get clear. I've worked hard and hopefully it doesn't collapse, but I also deserve a break, I think. Would you go camping in South Dakota somewhere? I'd probably have to because of the restrictions, but it's a little cold. So if it collapsed today, I'd probably want to go somewhere down south. What deal did you lose the most money on? And how much did you lose and what lessons did you learn? Probably just trying to get into the house flipping. Didn't really lose that much money because of the appreciation that house has had. But when you put in your time and effort on it and you have to pay your property taxes back, 
pay a real estate agent back, pay short-term capital gains. I looked at the amount of money I was making versus the time I spent in. It's what can I do better and become more efficient? And to be honest, it was scrap the whole idea altogether. And I think because I learned from it quickly, it saved me tons of money in the long run. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? And anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? Just my website, www.fallsre.com. Fill out a contact form if there's anything to talk about. And I don't know, I just like talking to other people about the investing world. I own a couple other businesses too and just kind of like to stay in touch with everybody about anything business. So if there's anything to talk about, feel free to contact me. I'd like to have a phone call or if you're in the area when this whole thing gets done, have a coffee or a beer or something. All right, Tim, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and being willing to talk about the coronavirus and how it's impacting your business. I just uh, quickly summarize what we talked about. So your portfolio consists of mostly office. So we talked about how most people are paying their rent. Office is not going to be as impacted as retail is. You kind of walk through what you're doing on the unfamiliar retail properties, which is mostly asking and telling your residents that your tenants that, hey, you guys need to apply for this PPP program so you can use 25% of that loan to pay for your rent and utilities. I also really liked when you talked about how you're focusing on how to improve your existing portfolio during this time, as opposed to kind of just writing and not, not doing anything. So you basically mentioned that you're trying to do things that make a small difference and make your tenants happy without having to bring in, you know, a full crew to stress them out about potentially catching the coronavirus. So again, really appreciate you coming on the show. Best of your listeners, as always, thanks for listening. Stay safe, have a best ever day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. You have a great day too.